0: Today's episode of the Believe in Steeler show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Week four of the NFL season is already here. If you want to place a bet on any of the football action
1: all season long, betonline.ag is the place to do it. 365, 24-7, whatever sport, whatever day. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag.
0: Use your mobile device to join today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is use our promo code BELIEVE50. That's B L E A V 5 0 to receive that bonus. Bet online where the game starts. All right, cue the music. It's time to start the show. Welcome to the Believe in Steelers show on the Believe Network. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined as always by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion and 12-year veteran of the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 24, Ike Taylor IT. I hope in Orlando you're doing okay with Hurricane Ian. It's going to impact the NFL this week, but even with the storm, football moves on. We have an absolutely loaded show this morning.
1: How are you doing this morning, my man? And, you know, regardless of the adversity, you got to find a way doing good we got a lot of people coming from your area well your old area mark temple uh they say i4 which is an hour and 30 minutes top is a five-hour drive now from orlando to temple
0: i don't wish that upon anyone you know they're all headed in one direction i headed north North. uh we're going to discuss hurricane ian's impact here on today's show break down the week four matchups Miles Garrett survives. A, it was a really scary car crash, but we're going to start Steelers and Jets week four, Acrisure Stadium, Sunday afternoon. Knock on Wood Ike, as long as this hurricane isn't too bad, your boy is planning to be there for week four. So I'm very, very excited, but uh, we'll see if the Jets get Zach Wilson back as well. We'll find... That out expected to be later today. Full disclosure to the listeners and the viewers, we are recording this on Wednesday morning, so some of the information from an injury standpoint, we might not know really until we get closer to Sunday's game day.
1: Yeah, this this got to be a bounce back game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another AFC game as well. So when you get later down in that schedule, and you talk about how many how many games you won, let alone how many games you won in a conference. You know, this will look good on the resume for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but they definitely need to bounce back from that Cleveland Browns loss.
0: Yeah, Ike, I'm with you, and I'm going to call it a must-win game on Sunday considering the schedule and all the teams that they'll play in the coming weeks. This is when the Steelers have to get it for a few different reasons. The Jets have several injuries in their own right, which we'll get to in just a second. Again, not sure if Zach Wilson's going to play. If not, Joe Flacco will go for the Jets. But Wilson trying to come back from that torn meniscus injury that he had in the preseason opener as well. So, Zach Wilson, question mark there. But this is a Jets team allowing an average of 27 points per game through the first three games of the 2022 season. So, really, to me, it's like now or never. Are the Steel- is the Steelers offense going to figure it out? We'll find out on Sunday.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of turmoil uh, about that offense in Pittsburgh. So, we shall see. Uh, they're looking for a little more creativity on their offensive side as well in that locker room. But like you said, Mark, this is a must win for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another divisional win, another conference game as well. So uh, why not now? You know, we don't want to go into the season down one and three. You know, that's a steep hole to come out of. So you might as well do it. You might as well do it at home.
0: And for anyone wondering, how does Zach Wilson potentially come back? A meniscus much different than an ACL, and MCL, one of the cruciate ligament uh, injuries in your knee. He actually had surgery on that in mid-August, and so it usually takes a few weeks to, to bounce back, and we'll see if the Jets get their young signal caller back on Sunday. If not, Joe Flacco, someone the Steelers are very familiar with because Flacco, the former Raven starter for several years, a player you played against, Dyke. Yeah,
1: Flacco. Uh, one thing Flacco had, Flacco had a arm, and he didn't mind launching that thing 60, 70 yards as well we had some good battles Pittsburgh with myself and Flacco when he was with the Baltimore Ravens so but I'm sure they waiting for you know Zach Wilson to come back or their young stud
0: absolutely so Ike we'll see the Steelers offense has scored just 30 points once in the last 27 games I want to credit Alex Corazora of Steelers Depot for finding that so again to me it's like now or never because I look at the sample size through three games, the Jets allowing an average of 27 points per game. So it's just like, love to see that scoreboard lit up. And I'd love to see the Steelers excite their home fans on Sunday, getting out to an early lead. We'll see what happens there. But we will move on. Uh Minka Fitzpatrick in concussion protocol again, recording this on Wednesday. So we'll see if he's good to go. But I guess Mike Tomlin says that Fitzpatrick got assessed after the Browns game on Thursday night football. I think there's a chance Fitzpatrick goes if he clears said protocol, but this is an advantage of playing those Thursday night games. You have more time to get right, and hopefully he can clear protocol because the Steelers, they're already without TJ Watt. They need all the help that they can get.
1: Yeah, they definitely need Mika on that back end. Um, And I think, just my personal opinion, Mika will get cleared to play. Uh, That Thursday night game kind of helped because it gave him like four or five days for Mika not only to get cleared, but to heal himself as well, but you're already missing T.J. Watt, former defensive player of the year, so that's hard. We already see we 0-5 when T.J. Watt is not in the game, when he's not on the field. So And Minka as well, all pro safety, just lining that whole defense up as well, playing off of instincts, making the plays he made. So, yeah, it's important that is on that field this Sunday, and I think he will be. T.J.
0: Watt, 0-6 uh, without T.J. Watt now, Ike. And I, I hate to rub it in, hate to rub salt in the wound there, but remember, too, Akello Witherspoon had a hamstring injury against the Browns, too. So this is a Steelers defense. If they also miss Minka on Sunday, that could look two of your four starters could potentially be different on Sunday. So I'm keeping an eye on that as well. Now, the Steelers have played a lot more cover two this season in right. Mike Tomlin's defense, Terrell Austin, the new defensive coordinator. We've noticed this on your Taylor Talk segments, Ike, when we break down the film I've noticed the Steelers are in a lot of cover, too, but Akella Weatherspoon, a veteran at that left cornerback position.
1: Yeah, Coach T, I mean, at Tampa, too, coming from from Coach Dungeon, when they won the championship back in the day, then he goes to Minnesota and what he runs. I think he was second. He was second in pass defense against us because we was number one in pass defense, but he was first in run defense, and we were second. And that was that Tampa, too. Coach T had going on. So all Coach T really knows is that Tabatou. So when in doubt, you guarantee better you best believe he's gonna call that tabatou all day.
0: And so if Fitzpatrick is unable to go, it's gonna be Trey Norwood back there for the Steelers. He's listed as Fitzpatrick's backup. He's worked with the second team defense since DeMonte Casey's injury. Casey also facing a suspension for the league for substance abuse. So if Fitzpatrick's not able to go, we'll see what Norwood could do on the back end. He's the player that would need to step up. Another injury I want to make mention of, Ike, and I saw that the Steelers listed punter Presley, Harvin, the third, that he has a hip injury. Jordan Barry signed to the practice squad for now. So it's not only the punting game from a special st- team standpoint, but also making sure that as a placeholder, that kicker Chris Boswell has it in a position that he likes from the special team standpoint. I'm very curious to see, is it going to be Harvin? Is it going to be Barry come Sunday? Because that could impact Sunday's game as well.
1: Hey, we, we just need to go out and get all these injuries out of the way. <laughs> so we can make this run in the later half of the season. That's exactly how I'm looking at it.
0: I like that standpoint. I like that standpoint. A few other things to make mention of: Kevin Dotson listed with an ankle injury, so we will see who goes for the Steelers. Steelers making a change to the starting lineup, and it might not be what Steelers fans want because they're clamoring for Kenny Pickett. But Montrevious Adams now starting ahead of Tyson Alualu. To me, Ike, this signals okay. Maybe the Steelers saw something on film that they didn't like from that Thursday night game when. Nick Chubb had more than 100 yards on the ground. I think I still think Aluolu is going to mix into the rotation, three man rotation. You have Cam Hayward up front, Larry Ogunjobi, but Adams listed as the team's starting nose tackle. And I can't say that I'm surprised, but I still think Aluolu is going to get into the action. I just happen to think where hey, let's make a change and see what the young player could do.
1: Ah, right, Coach T said the best. Coach T said the young man is playing better at this point in time. Out snap the snaps they have seen. Excuse me. Off the snaps, they have seen as the coaching staff, they they like Adams over uh, Tyson so far. And we can't forget Tyson is still coming off a of knee injury. I saw him in training camp, so and he's an older guy. So I think this switch might fit well for this defense. Him coming in and getting about 10 to 15 snaps, and I'm talking about Tyson, will fit him perfect. But if they like the young man Adams, which Coach T re- relied and re- said that he did, so – of course, he ain't playing no game. So, of course, he said he rolling with Adams. He rolling with Adams. And he was blunt about it. He said Adams is playing at this point in time. Adams is playing better than Tyson, so he's going to start Adams. And I'm
0: curious to see how they slow down the Jets' running game. Michael Carter out of UNC in the backfield, a young running back, and then the rookie out of Iowa State, Brees Hall, like someone we really
1: liked in our draft evaluations going into the season. Right, right. We called it. We called it. I was how Brees Hall coming out of Iowa State. He led the nation of yards and he was a grown man against boys when he was covered out of that backfield. So we shall see what he do with the Pittsburgh, how he does against the Pittsburgh defense.
0: Yeah. And I hope that the Steelers defense, the run defense specifically can hold up because at halftime of the Browns game, the Steelers were actually out rushing the Browns at half when they had the 14 to 13 lead. Now in the second half is when Chubb got better 55 yards in the second half on 15 carries. So Again, maybe this isn't all on the defense either because we're going to talk about the offense here in a second with time of possession dead last in the league right now through the first three games of the season to where the defense is getting worn out by being stuck on the field time and time again because the offense has had its struggle. So that's not to pin that all on the defense, but it's to understand, hey, this is why you're allowing the rushing yards that you are just because that defense has been stuck out on the
1: field at least through the first three games, Ike. Yeah, give me five first downs. I mean, that's how the defense look at that. <laughs> you give me five first downs on a drive, that gives me time to relax, that give my body time to heal. At least I know you putting us in the field goal situation. But when you're dead last in the league and the TOP, that's time over possession, that's not good at all. You know, injuries start to to build up on the defense because they're on the field uh, as much as they shouldn't be, if you if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, offense, just give me five, just give me five first downs. Hopefully, we can work something out. Hopefully, we can figure this offense out and score points, too. But for this game, Mark, I think the first the first team, 224, will win this ballgame. So, if the Pittsburgh Steelers can get the 24 points, there would be a great condition to win this ballgame.
0: All right. Let's go to keys to the game, Ike. And that is one of your keys. Third down efficiency for the Steelers. 13 right. out of 39 through the first three weeks of the season, isn't going to cut it. One of nine against the Browns. Again, this is a Jets team allowing an average of 27 points per game. So the offense has got to get better because purely from the offensive standpoint, the Steelers only averaging 18 points per game as a team. Offensively, only 15 points per game because remember the defense has contributed to that total as well with some of Minka Fitzpatrick's wizardry on the back end. 30th in the league in yards per game. 30th in the league in yards per play, 30th in the league in time of possession, just more than 24 minutes per game. These are all numbers I I want to see on increased on the up and up. And if you're gonna do it, at least from what we've seen thus far, the Jets present a great opportunity for Pittsburgh to improve these totals and to get right offensively.
1: Hey, Mark, it's only 32 teams. So the fact that <laughs> 30. 30 is not a good look for the offensive side. Mm-hmm. The fact that you said 18 points per game is not a good look for the offensive side. The fact that you say, you know what, you got to take Mika Fitzpatrick, touchdown out, and it's just 15 points per game, is not a good look. So, yes, <laughs> the Pittsburgh still offense going to have to do something spectacular on, on Sunday to win this ball game.
0: So third down efficiency is going to be my key, Ike, and that's helping move the chains. And you only want five first downs, Ike. I think you're not asking for a ton from the
1: Steelers' offense. Five first downs in each drive. That's all I'm asking for. You get yeah. five downs in each drive. That means at least, we, at least we're positioned to at least kick field goals. Hopefully we get a touchdown.
0: I'm with you, Ike. Any other keys that you want to make mention of? And I'm going to give you a bold prediction for Sunday.
1: Or oh, the defense have to stop the run game. Man, okay. that's the issue for minute. The 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 Pittsburgh Steelers on the defensive side, the Russian defense. You know, they they've been like bottom 25 for the past couple of years. So this is exactly what the New York Giants wanted to do. They want to establish the run, especially to help out Zach Wilson if he's back, but not only Zach Flacco's in, if he's in the game. So mm-hmm. they're going to run a ball over 40 times. So the Pittsburgh Steelers better get ready. Mm-hmm.
0: Double chin straps, big shoulder pads. We're ready to roll like. Yep. The big boy pads. I always like when you say the big boy pads, it puts a smile on my face. All right. Ike. Game four. I know a lot of people have been calling for Kenny Pickett. I have said this. Either start him this week coming off your mini bye playing Thursday night or wait till week 10. I think right. this is the first week Kenny Pickett sees action. And here's how I see this game playing out. One of two ways. Okay. Either the, the offense is struggling. You need a spark plug. The home fans start going nuts because the offense is stagnant. Kenny Pickett comes in. Or if the Steelers are up big, and I know it's like, in what scenario is that where they're putting up a ton of points? You're at home. You finally get things right. And maybe in mop-up duty, you put Kenny Pickett out there to see his first NFL action. I think this is the first game Kenny Pickett sees the field, either in one of those two scenarios. Just my
1: bold prediction. Hey, listen, you said some, you said some, well, you said some I thought outrageous stuff before and you just wound up being right. So I'm not knocking whatever you say, whatever you say, I'm co-signing that. All right.
0: Just, I don't have any inside information. I just gut feeling from what I've heard. And again, it, it would be either of those two scenarios where the offense is stagnant, not doing anything sometime probably in the second half. Or late in the game, if the game's already out of hand, Kenny Pickett could see action in what would be his first NFL action. He's not going to start the game, Mike. I'm not saying that, but could see the field. Uh, Rich Gannon, former league MVP, had some interesting perspective. He went on Sirius XM The Blitz, and I just oh. want to read some of the quotes he said because I thought it was very insightful on how Mitch Trubisky has played. He says, and this is a direct quote, I'll quote him, when push comes to shove, Trubisky trusts his ability to improvise more than he trusts his ability to sit in the pocket, read the defense, go through the progressions, and make an, a good, accurate throw. He'd rather move around, slide to his right, or, or slide to his left, and make a big play on the move. That's really where he defers, and it's a problem. There are times the protection is good, and he's belly in the pocket. i going to keep going here. There's times when his feet are an issue, and it's in, it affecting his anticipation, the timing, and the accuracy of the throw. The other thing is, and this might sound crazy, I've played enough position to know, I think he's being ultra conservative. I think he's afraid to make the big mistake and get yanked from the game. And I will just tell you, I think that his seat is going to get hot in Pittsburgh. End quote. Ike, I thought that was spot on. And you always tell me, listen to the players, Rich Gannon, former league MVP, a great quarterback for the Raiders for many seasons. I thought that analysis was spot on and some of the same things that we've been saying
1: here on the Believe in Steelers show. All right, we've been saying this since like week two. We've been saying we've been asking Mitchell, we've been asking Money Mitch just to drop his coldness and just and just play ball because he has the talent to do it. He's mobile enough to do it. He has the IQ to do it. He's a former Pro Bowl quarterback. So we know what he's capable of. So that's that's all we've been saying the whole time. Mitch, don't worry about who's behind you. Don't worry about if you mess up, drop your kahunas, make the plays you need to make. If you need to thread the needle in the pocket, thread the needle in the pocket. If you need to scramble, scramble. If you need to step up, step up and and, and get the yards you need to make. But yeah, you playing conservative is not the money, bitch, I know. So so just drop them, have fun, and and let's not worry about what, what could possibly happen.
0: Yeah, Ike, you said this on our last show, Cut Loose to where he doesn't have anything to lose because if he keeps playing the way that he does right now, it's going to be Pickett's job sooner rather than later. So you don't have anything to lose. To me, it's almost like you should be playing more freely than he is right now. Way easier said than done. And Correct. I know a lot of the blame has fallen on Matt Canada, and people are very upset with that as well. But again, I, I go back to you look at the skill position players, very, very talented players. We've seen what each of these guys can do. I look at a guy like Chase Claypool as 11 touchdowns, tying a Steelers rookie record. Think about all the greats that have come through the organization. So it's just one example where it's just like, he's not playing up to his potential. It's not totally his fault. He's not being put in positions to succeed. Deontay Johnson's a pro bowler. Najee Harris is a pro bowler. They were throwing it up to Pat Fryermuth as a rookie and he was going up against one-on-one getting combat catches. These are the types of things where it's like we've seen the flashes before. I want to see the Steelers start to put it together. And through three weeks, they
1: have not done that. They look good in a two-minute offense. I will say this. Yeah? So if I'm at Canada, I'm going to come out with the two-minute offense. I'm going to get this offense in the rhythm. Because when Buddy when Mitch got back in that shotgun and they wound up doing the hurry-up two-minute offense, They look like the offense they're supposed to look like. So I'll probably switch it up and I'll start the game off with the hurry-up offense against the New York Jets, my personal opinion.
0: No, Ike, that is spot on, and I've got it somewhere in the notes. Here it is. For the second game in a row against the Browns, they went to the hurry-up offense on four of the seven Steelers' plays on the first scoring drive, so that catch that George Pickens had, the one-hander, four of the seven plays, they went hurry-up, and the team used no huddle. They moved the ball down the field 75 yards in three minutes on the second scoring drive. The Steelers went no huddle again on three of 10 plays, but two of those plays picked up first downs. So mix it in more to keep the defense on its heels. Defense can't have substitutions and you could take advantage. Ike. So I know you want to win time of possession as well, and that's been a problem, but if you're doing something and it's working, go to that more often. and. it's easier said than done Ike but it's like when you're having success with something go back to it again and prove that teams can stop you along those lines Ike the Je- the Jets are going to be without their starting left tackle George Fant so that means the Jets off it, he's the third Jets offensive tackle to land on IR since the start of training camp Connor sure. McDermott a career backup is going to be the starting left tackle this to me signals Alex Highsmith It's your time to eat come Sunday because you've got to take advantage of this opportunity that you have here going up against a guy who is filling in for who normally is the starter. We
1: talking about Alex Highsmith, who's leading the league in sacks. That's the guy we're talking about right now. So to have a backup left tackle to come in, I'm sure Alex Highsmith going to be eating a lot on Sunday. I love it, Ike. I love it, Ike. And let's keep him in the lead. After four weeks
0: of the season, let's make sure he's still leading the league in sacks after week four. He's got to eat. That's another matchup I'm going to be watching along that defensive line again. Another player to watch, Montrevious Adams, who will be in the starting lineup for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ike, my score prediction, I've got the Steelers winning this ball game, and I'm 0-3 in my predictions thus far, so I hope I'm right with this one. <laughs> Steelers 24, Jets 20, Steelers 3.5-point favorites on Sunday.
1: The first team with 24 points with the ball game.
0: There you go. 24 to 20 Steelers. And, Ike, again, you're working for the Steelers in the scouting department now. So, normally, we would have your score prediction. Just want to make sure for any of the listeners and viewers saying, wait a second, are we skipping over Ike Taylor? I tuned in to hear his prediction. That's the reason why.
1: Oh, not no. no.
0: <laughs> Ike, we will move on. Cleveland Browns defensive end. Miles Garrett involved in a very scary car crash. It just kind of shows you the fragility of everything. Didn't have any broken bones. His status for the week four game against the Falcons is uncertain at this point, both he and the passenger in his car. are Okay. Uh, The, the responding law enforcement at the scene says drugs and alcohol were not in a factor in the crash at all. Uh, He was conscious in the body cam video uh, after the crash I'm glad he's okay. Um, You know, it it just shows you the seriousness of this. The first thing that came to my mind, Ike, is just what happened to Dwayne Haskins over the summer. I know there's different circumstances and scenarios to each crash, but I'm glad he's okay because he's one of the NFL's best off the edge, and hopefully Garrett can get back onto the field as quickly as possible. I am glad he is okay.
1: Yeah, that car didn't look good at all when you see the pitches. But thank God, you know, they said it was non uh, non life threatening, you know, car accident. So that's good for Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has been one of the uh, prolific guys coming off the edge, one of the faces not only for the league, but for but for the Cleveland Browns. So for him to be in good health, for him to come out uh, probably with a few scratches, says a lot. So they had an angel watching over Miles. So hopefully he can get back to the game. We don't know when. Um, no alcohol, no drugs was involved. So that's that's awesome to hear. So. Just praying for Miles right now, making sure the young man is safe, glad he is safe. Just keep the angels around him. Yeah, I saw that Porsche flipped several times. And some of the reports I read I,
0: were that he's trying to veer out of the way of an animal on the road and veers out of the way. And his, his Porsche flips several times. And you can check out some of the pictures on social media. Really scary situation. But, again, By the time the responding law enforcement agencies got to the scene, he was, you know, a little shaken up. I know they were treating some sort of bicep injury that he had, but again, his agent says no broken bones or anything and avoiding what could have been a much, much worse outcome.
1: Yeah. Prayers to
0: Miles and Cleveland Browns. Absolutely. He played 92% of the defensive snaps against the Steelers and, He's awfully tough to block. I thought Dan Moore Jr. did a nice job, but again, hoping he gets back on the field, Miles Garrett, right. uh, soon, if not week four or the week after. So we'll see how all that shakes out. Ike, Hurricane Ian is going to impact week four. I know the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are actually down in Miami practicing this week. We'll see if the Bucks chiefs game is still set for Sunday night football. Scheduled to be played in Tampa at Raymond James Stadium. So we'll see. The NFL is still monitoring that situation um, Bucs and Chiefs don't share a bye week. So if they were to try to postpone the game, it would be kind of difficult to do that. I, what I wanted to ask you, Ike, you played in the league 12 years. Did you ever have a situation in your playing career where a hurricane or a natural disaster impacted a game that
1: you were supposed to, that you were scheduled to play in? Uh, we played our game. This was in Miami. I forgot which hurricane it was. I want to say 2005 or six it in- one of the two, and you a hey, didn't postpone nothing, baby. And as long as that thing was not lightning, rain so a, a couple of thunders. <laughs> we out of the field, and it was so crazy because but the the, the uh, Miami field was so muddy. Like every time somebody put the ball, the the mud was so thick when the ball hit the ground, it just stay in one spot. That's that's how bad it was. But wow. you know, just just loving the game of football. We was like little kids out there. Mud, rain, only thing you can do <laughs> is run the ball. So we brought our big boy pass. But, yeah, uh, it, it got real sticky down in Miami. I don't know if it was actually in the hurricane or hurricane was leaving, but we didn't get no games postponed at all.
0: Was it Hurricane Gene in September 2004,
1: Ike? Yeah, that, that sounds about right.
0: Okay, it was a 13-3 to game. Your Steelers came out victorious yep. down in Miami. The remnants of Hurricane Gene. And again, a thirteen to three game, low scoring, no surprise there.
1: Yeah, a lot of fun on that field. A lot of fun. Just like just like just like a kid, you know, just grow those playing like kids, you know. Probably probably threw like eight passes between the two teams.
0: <laughs> Let me take a look at the box score there, because yeah, Ben threw the ball. This is surprising to me. Threw the ball twenty two times is more than you okay. would think. 38 right. rushers on the ground, but again, it was a 13-3 to 3 game. Very, very low scoring, Ike. Yeah, that was a full game. Good memories there. So, again, we'll see what ends up happening with all of this because, again, recording this on Wednesday, expecting to – slam into florida and then go up north so you know i don't want to get too far ahead because the the track and the cone can change they the, know that once it gets severe enough and it becomes a major hurricane they provide the updates every hour normally it's every three hours so 2 a.m 5 a.m 8 a.m eleven, two, five, eight, and 11 so that's when the national hurricane center issues its updates and you get updated tracks and everything, too. I have a lot of experience covering hurricanes, Like when I lived in Florida for five years, both working in TV news and in uh, newspapers. I hope everyone stays safe with the hurricane, but no doubt it's affecting not just the NFL, but college and high school games as well.
1: Right, right. Just prayers to everybody. Make sure everybody stays safe with this hurricane. Don't take nothing for granted.
0: Absolutely, Ike. Absolutely. Week four matchups. Thursday night football, Dolphins and Bengals. They're going to be in Cincinnati. Did you see the all-white uniforms that the Bengals are scheduled to wear? I would love to get your take. I can't decide if I like them or not.
1: No, I'm going to rock with the Miami Dolphins uniforms. I I just like – the only thing I like over there from the Cincinnati Bengals is cool, cool, Joe. Other than that, man, I'm just going to rock with the Miami Dolphins. What they got going on, two are hot. Two Bugatti boys, they hot. The defense high. Coach Mike, he high. Right now, man, you, you're not safe. When you play the Miami Dolphins, I don't care how much of a lead you got, you ain't safe at all. Because once once they crank up them two Bugatti cars and they say V12, let's go, the V12 edges, man, they get to the run it past everybody.
0: Let's copyright the Bugatti boys, and you're talking about Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Ike, and we can get a cut of that action. I know, right? I'm with you there. I'm here for the Eli Apple, Tyreek Hill feud because this was a matchup in the playoffs a season ago when Tyree Hill was a member of the Chiefs. It was Eli Apple who prevented Hill, tackled Hill short of the goal line just before half, prevented right. the Chiefs from extending that 21-10 to 10 lead going into half. That was really the difference-making play. It was the key play in last right. year's playoffs. Right. So there's beef between... Receiver and cornerback, Ike, and I know it's something that you experienced quite a bit during your 12-year career, too.
1: Yeah, that's just, the that's, that's just one Bugatti. That's the black Bugatti. I got the white Bugatti and Waddle sitting on the other side. So <laughs> pick, pick your poison. Hey, man, how – I can't say this on, on, on the show. But, yeah, how you how, – <laughs> It's gonna be a heck of a it's gonna be a heck of a ball. Okay.
0: Rephrase man. it, Ike. Rephrase it. I can feel free because you're right though. Cheeto Beowuzier, one of my favorite names to say in the league, the other cornerback is gonna have his hands full with Jalen Waddle. It's gonna be a great matchup on the outside. Is there a way you can rephrase what you're saying, Ike?
1: I'm thinking about it. And I can't right now. But Jay, just get ready for them boys, man. Them boys got a different kind of engine.
0: Somehow the Bengals, even though they're one and two or four point favorites at home, I'm going to rock with the Bengals like Thursday night football. And are the Dolphins legit or not? I don't know. We'll see another opportunity. Tua is planning to play again. We're recording this on Wednesday. Correct. They're calling it a back injury. Some are saying, and I'm kind of one of these people, like actually I'm one of these people, how it's not a concussion and concussion <laughs> protocol. The league's right. investigating that. But he was planning to play. If not, it'll be Teddy Bridgewater for the Dolphins going take the Bengals at home though in those white hot uniforms. Give me Cincinnati at home.
1: Yeah, I like I like Miami with in the white uniforms. It, I feel like I feel like uh, the two Bugatti boys. Why they Cheetah, The boys be going up to twenty three miles per hour when they put that all white on. Blur.
0: Yeah, like it's almost like if you put up uh, uh, like a, a speedometer, they'd be cracking that twenty five mile per hour speed limit in pads as well. Those two boys are flying. Boy,
1: be flying, Mark. The right, Boy, boys be flying.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Vikings at Saints. This is the Sunday morning game because this game is the is played in London. So, not sure if Jameis Winston's going to be back. He really hasn't been the same player since he showed up in the what? injury report with a back injury. Through two more interceptions against the Panthers. Just again, I think maybe it's injuries. Could Andy Dalton come in to relieve Winston? And so then also remember, Ike, and I'm going to go back to what you told me many years ago when you played in London against the Vikings. The Vikings travel the right way when they go abroad. Rinse and Correct. repeat. Give me the Vikings in the UK. I'll take Minnesota.
1: Yes. yes, I'm taking Minnesota as well. I just like Minnesota defense. You know, it's it's not a complex defense. They got players over there at the back end. Uh, they always come to play. Uh, there's a different office on the offensive side. Kirby with Kirk Cousins, they find a ways to to have Justin Jefferson uh, in a rotation where he's playing a slot in the X or the Z. But now if you watch the last game, they get uh, Adam Thielen back involved as well. So I think they just finally learned how to use both of them. And I think they're going to come out with a W in London.
0: All right, we'll move on to the next game. Bills and Ravens and Ike. I'm just getting word that Bill's offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey has finally calmed down
1: after his outrage in the booth. Timfo, Timfo, yeah, you saw <laughs> very animated sitting in that uh, sitting in that booth. He just wanted one more possession, one more opportunity to see what uh to see what Josh Allen and company can do, but. I've been telling people, and I said this from the get-go, Lamar Jackson will, will, will win league's MVP on the offensive side. So this is going to be a shootout between the two quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson
0: and Josh Allen. I hope you got in on that action, Ike, because a week ago you could have gotten Lamar at league MVP at plus 900. He has now moved up. He is the favorite at plus 350, so still pretty good value. I hope Bye. you listen to Ike Taylor. If you listen to the show, you could have gotten great value. BetOnline.ag in terms of the MVP race. It's still very early. Ike, sure. I point to the Bills injuries. Jordan Poyer, the safety out. Star safety, Micah Hyde out for the year. Cornerbacks, Dane Johnson, Christian Benford. I know Davis White still working his way back as well with all the Bills players that are sidelines. And we know that the Ravens can run the ball. I'm going to take the Ravens to win outright at home, even though that the Bills are three and a half point favorites on the road. Give me the Ravens to win outright at home.
1: I'm a second that. Give me the Ravens as well.
0: All right. We will see. Jets, or excuse me, Jags at Eagles. Eagles are six and a half point favorites. And the big question I have, Ike, is I think the Jags, like they might actually be good. Because they absolutely smoked the Chargers in week three. Eagles are the favorite in the NFC. They're my favorite team in the NFC through the first three weeks. In some ways, there are sexier matchups this week, Ike. But I'm very excited to see the outcome of this game because the Jags in the AFC South, I'm telling you right now, I think that they could win that division.
1: No, I'm rolling, I'm rolling with the Eagles I mean. The Jacksonville Jaguars, they just played a a hurt Justin Herbert who couldn't even breathe right. You can tell the man was barely breathing right. You can tell his ribs are are, are still hurting him. Don't get me wrong. The Jags look like they might have something going on, but this will be the test this week going against the Philadelphia Eagles because the Philadelphia Eagles, they got everything they're looking for. On the offensive side, they got their studs and and Adams and and, and Brown. Uh, Also, Jayla Hurst, if he wants to, he can run the ball. We all know that uh miles miles the backfield he's back he's becoming what he once was on the defense side they just been balling so and it starts with Jalen hurts so the philadelphia eagles now have turned the page over to Jalen hurts to be the leader of this team and he's been doing a good job of it i
0: will take the eagles like but if the jags win you mentioned lamar jackson as mvp if the jags win this game Conversation is going to heat up for Trevor Lawrence being the MVP. Still a long shot right now.
1: <laughs> Look, Mark, I be with you. I be with you on the majority of stuff you say, <laughs> but I'm not with you on this one. <laughs> all
0: right, all right. Listen, I'm saying if this happens because everyone's very high in the Eagles right now, one of only two teams in the league at three and zero. Right. I'm with you with the Eagles though because I think the Jags take advantage of the injuries the Chargers have. Right. Justin Herbert's bodyguard left tackle Rashawn Slater, who's no slouch out for the season with the torn bicep. Joey Bosa's week to week as well. So the Chargers are dealing with injuries. I think right. you take advantage of that a week ago, but I'm telling you this right now, the Jags go on and win a game on the road in Philly.
1: That conversation
0: yes. something that we're going to have a week from now. We'll see. Still, I'm going to take the Eagles at home as well, but if the Jags can play tough, and again, they smoked the Chargers in week three, we shall see. Sunday right. night football chiefs at bucks right now, again, still scheduled for Raymond James stadium leagues monitoring the situation with the hurricane chiefs are two point favorites on the road. Bucks also due to get back Mike Evans from suspension. Ike. And it's no surprise that the Buccaneers struggled in week three against the Packers. Cause Evans was out. Chris Godwin was out. Julio Jones is out your top three receivers. And it was still a two point game. They still narrowly lose to the Packers in week three. These two teams last met in Super Bowl 55, like you were there. Who you got between these two teams? Cause this is a
1: juggernaut matchup. I'm gonna stick with the Bucs. I just like the Bucs defense over the Kansas City Chiefs defense. I, I love Patrick Mahomes on the offensive side, but I see how the Buff the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, how they rally around that only time, but they are they know. When they're not at full strength on the offensive side, they tend to pick it up and it starts with the head coach and Ty Boyle. So I'm definitely rolling with the
0: Tampa Bay Bucks on this one. I think I'm going to go with the Bucks too, right? because if the Bucs slowed down the Chiefs offense with Tyreek Hill in, in Super Bowl 55, what do you do when you don't have Tyreek Hill? So I'm going to stick with you on this one. And I know it doesn't always make for great conversation on a podcast or radio show, but – I, I see what you're saying here. I'll take the Bucks at home as well. We will see what happens. It's going to be an awesome week four. Week three, a little bit strange with some of the outcomes, but I think we regroup in week four. Again, your boy's going to be in Pittsburgh, too. I'm going to knock on wood, too, because with this hurricane, I just hope I don't get stuck at work with hurricane coverage because i got to make my way up to the 4-1-2. You'll be straight. <laughs> Ike, I appreciate you. You're the absolute best as my co-host of the Believe in Steelers show. I want to thank the presenting sponsor of today's show, BetOnline.ag. Thank the Believe Network for the opportunity. Our video producers over at Brinks TV, led by John Brinkus, Courtney Vargas, Herbert Diaz, producers Megan and Yancy. Thank you for your help as well. Ike, I want to thank the listeners and viewers as well. Week four is here. It's going to be great. It's like we're into the fall now because – by the time week four rolls around, we'll be in October. Right? Time is flying. The fall is here. And I'm excited for the week four matchups.
1: Hey, major shout out to you, Mark. Major shout out to middleline.ag for sponsoring the show. Huge shout out to Bricks TV. Another shout out to Believe in Podcast. Want to thank everybody for listening to it today. Make sure y'all subscribe and give us a five-star rating.
0: Absolutely. I can stay safe with the remnants of Hurricane Ian down in Orlando as well. Everyone stay safe, regardless of where you're listening. With the hurricane, I'll go ahead and sign off for the both of us. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you for watching the Believe in Stealer show. We will see you next week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Peace.